0: Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Kaya Jube Podcast with Kaya.
1: Hi guys, thanks for tuning in. We're super excited to start this podcast. Today we're just going to answer a bunch of questions off of my Facebook page. There were so many I could not get to all of them by just commenting because I feel like I owed you guys more of an in-depth answer to the questions you were asking because that's probably what I would have wanted. When I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and got myostomy, I would have appreciated if people had just been straightforward and answered in detail and didn't just kind of dance around the subject. So Micah here, my husband, is going to be scrolling through my Facebook and just...
0: This is my new job. (laughs) is basically just finding all the comments. Let's start with the first one about pregnancy. Uh, You got a comment. And you already responded to her, but she basically said, I'm super nervous about pregnancy with an ostomy. And so what was your experience like?
1: Um, yes. So, uh, that's why we're doing a podcast. There's a lot of detail with that. My first pregnancy, I did not have an ostomy. I had the J pouch. So I had an ostomy back when I was 14 and then I got it removed and a j pouch place which is basically just like stretching out your small intestine because they removed my large intestine and that's what i had when i got pregnant it's all internal so i didn't really think there were going to be problems with it um so my first pregnancy had the j pouch six months pregnant it was just went downhill um but i can so i got the ostomy place like six months pregnant um so, speaking in terms of my first pregnancy with an ostomy, it was bad.
0: <laughs> well, that was one of the... Yeah, we were super nervous about having a second kid. Yes. Because the first experience, we are in the hospital for 51 days. We were totally blindsided by this. Yes. And that was when you had to get your ostomy for the second time in your life. Yeah. Um, because you had a J pouch before that. Correct. Um, yeah, so... So,
1: pregnancy, the first time with an ostomy... I don't think it's fair to give that a shot. Like, let me tell you my experience the first time because I was already in the hospital for other reasons. But I can tell you my story. Being pregnant with Damon, our second child with the ostomy, I was nervous getting pregnant because it was a like a brand new pregnancy, a brand new experience. Did not know what to expect. Um, turns out that pregnancy with an ostomy for me went 101 times better than pregnancy with a J pouch. However, I have heard from other women that they've had great pregnancies with the J pouch. And then I've heard people that have had awful pregnancies with an ostomy. So this is all just personal experience. My pregnancy with Damon and the ostomy, it went well. I'd say we'll go trimester by trimester. The first trimester, I experienced a lot of blockages whenever I ate food. So I just decided to go back to the diet that I had been doing with the j pouch which was just eliminating gluten dairy and sugar um those are all just inflammatory type foods like they always inflame your system i don't think anyone should really eat them they're not very good for you so after i eliminated those then i just had no problems with blockages after that then going into the second trimester i experienced a stoma prolapse which was terrifying And I even posted about it and was just like, I guess we'll just wait this out. I ended up getting so many DMs from moms who had been pregnant with an ostomy or had had a prolapsed stoma. And they were just like giving me all the advice on how to get the swelling down. So that was scary. That was probably the first like, here it goes again. Like everything's going to go bad during this pregnancy. Um, But it was just, it was this one day. So I just sat back, we got someone to come watch Hermione, and they told me, these women, they said, take your appliance off and during pregnancy, your stoma will get larger just because it's growing with your belly. So they said, take it off so that it can breathe. It can kind of like do its thing and then apply sugar. So just like regular baking sugar directly onto the stoma and the swelling will go down. Then use cold compression around it. Don't put ice directly on the stoma. And it was the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, Within good. like ten yeah. minutes, the swelling went down, and the stoma like just retracted back into itself. Yeah. So that was amazing. And so it's always
0: good. I mean, it's always good to go to the community and ask for advice because I think a doctor, even a doctor, gets extremely overwhelmed with very specific little things that are happening. Yes. Oh and yes. And I think the community—it's like having a million people that all have the same thing and you go to them and you say hey this really weird thing or like it's really itchy or like this and this and this and they sometimes have much um simpler at-home remedies than a doctor is just getting bombarded with questions um so i think that's a great way to look for solutions
1: right so yeah that was kind of a long explanation but i was terrified when that happened and i just want to say that if that happens to you and you're terrified, just DM me and I will remind you of what to do. Um, the rest of the second trimester, I just wore a belly band, especially in the mornings. I felt like it prolapsed more because I had been resting and then I'd get up and it was tons of pressure. So that's what causes your stoma to prolapse is there's just lots of pressure pushing on your intestine. So it just wants to kind of fall out. So I would wear a belly band mostly just in the morning and then when I would work out, and whenever then I started to be able to kind of like feel, be able to kind of like know when it was going to happen. So I would just, I don't know, know my body being pregnant and wear the belly band. Then going into the third trimester, these women who had been pregnant with it said that you would the stoma would stop prolapsing the bigger you got because it would start to get used to the pressure. So yeah, going into the third trimester, I just stopped having prolapse stoma which was amazing so went into that my water broke at 38 weeks and I delivered via c-section so some women can deliver naturally however with my experience everything that's going on inside it's just not a good idea again all that pressure to push a baby out would cause everything to prolapse so um I get a c-section um I've had it two times and I think I'm just going to stick with that because they're coming out one way and they're going to stay coming out one way.
0: Exactly. And we were much more encouraged after Damon because we feel like now we can have more kids.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. There's still that we're probably unknown. probably have more kids. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Oh, yes. Most but we're definitely. definitely. And the surgeon, I mean, the medical community, from what we understand, I mean, they keep coming back to you and saying, well, when are you going to go and get it reversed? When are you going to go in and get it put back yes the way you want it and what we decided is what she decided and I was like cool yes is that um we want to have more kids I mean yes if we we have more kids and it goes as well as Damon our second kid did then we think that'd be fantastic so um on a little bit of a more fun note the you posted a video asking people for the most embarrassing stories about yes. bags yeah <laughs> about bags opening up or like what is the worst possible story you have about your bag and who what was the story that won the hundred dollar challenge
1: it was this girl she said she went on this roller coaster and it goes like all the way upside down her bag bust open. oh my and gosh it went all over her and other people oh my and gosh. i could just like feel for her that's never happened to me. That specifically, but just
0: like it, it just sounds like the worst fear. nightmare, yes. right? It's like one of the when you're when you're like waking up in the morning, you start having those weird little nightmares. Yes. That is yeah. one of them where you're just like, that is the worst possible and situation. Yes. So yeah,
1: honestly, I think she is just a champ for yeah. She's like, I was embarrassed, and you're like,
0: you didn't just like just yeah. start crying, start crying, yeah, and exactly. crawl into a hole. Exactly. You just
1: kind of have to yeah. keep living life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just feel like. So. Dang it. Don't do that again.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. That's why it's great to have kids, right? You know, it makes a little noise, you just blame it on the baby. Oh my
1: gosh, I so do go. that, especially when I was like I just had Damon and I'd be holding him all the time. Now they're kind of older and they don't like to be held. All right. Time. <laughs> and I'll be by myself sometimes. But I feel like that's a big question people ask. Is like, how do you handle those situations? <laughs> right. I've never had a terrible situation. I don't think in so. I, yeah. The biggest thing is when I'm out in public, I have now just figured out a way to regulate the stoma, is how I like to explain it, and that's just make sure you drink lots of water, make sure you are eating food, don't just not eat food, because then it'll just be air in your stomach and then it'll be extra loud. So know what foods, just sit well with you, eat those foods, drink lots of water, staying hydrated, that helps with the noises. (laughs) So that's my advice for if you are worried that it's going to be embarrassing out in public. But then at the end of the day, I mean, there are normal people that fart in public. So what do you do? I mean, ask those people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So if someone comments on one of your videos, if they put in a comment, I feel like I can say their name, right? Or I'll just say their first name.
1: Yeah. Just so anyway, David
0: sent us an adorable photo of his daughter with her rap. And her,
1: oh my God, she's got her iPad
0: and her big headphones. Oh my
1: goodness, she's like and, um, a total she's rock star. That's
0: right.
1: Look at her; she's so sassy. That's right. And like, look at me. And what do you I think for those little kids? Little
0: kids, they're ashamed about everything. Every little kid wants to fit in. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's just it's just another thing. You know what I mean? It's that every kid has their own. Th- I was super dyslexic, so that was my thing. So a kid growing up with you know a bag, it's just like. They're just different. You know what I mean? And they got to be confident in their own way. And this little girl, David, looks extremely confident. So you're doing a great job. She
1: is adorable. Honestly. How did you...
0: Yeah. Because you were 14 when you first got the bag. Yes. Right after you met me. So it changed your life. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) What was it like to have a bag and all your friends slowly find out that now you don't poop anymore? Now you are... You're like an angel. You don't poop.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: what was that uh, like?
1: Okay, it is like, I still, to this day, I don't even know if some of my friends knew.
0: Knew when you were younger?
1: My best friend growing up, her dad has an ostomy.
0: There's a God thing right there, don't you think? Like, and that and was, amazing. and
1: we didn't know it until that yeah. was an option for me. Right. The doctors were like, we're going to have to put an ostomy in you, or contraption, whatever you want to say. Um... So that was, yeah, that was a God thing. Um, They were big in answering lots of questions we have about my ulcerative colitis as well. I think I had, I'm trying to think of who actually knew. I remember just like trying to be chill about it. And then I kind of mentioned it once. And they were like, you have a bag? And then I was like, yeah, but, and then changed the subject think i mentioned it like hardly ever so would you recommend that people
0: mention it or just 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 lay off until you have
1: here's here's what i think if you know that your friend everyone knew that i was in the hospital they knew that something had happened if they truly wanted to be my friend and truly not be awkward i wish they would have said what happened and what was the surgery for what did it do how are you doing now so that i could just explain everything right then and there and then after that whenever they're saying like i'm sorry or like it it just gives them perspective and just gives them i don't know i feel like it gives them a little window into that's what happened and then they can kind of decide if they want to keep asking or not right but that's where i was scared Is like do you actually want to know because Yes, I did have an experience one time at a youth group. I explained it. And all the girls were like, that's disgusting.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. And it was
1: the night before a surgery and, yeah. Did you cry? Yes, I did. And I, like, my heart was pounding and I was so sad. Don't you think
0: that 14-year-old girls have a, they're not the most evil human age. Middle school. They just have a particular, like, I don't care about anything, and I'm willing to say anything to get attention. Yes. And, and they'll, like, they'll come in, and, like, and I, when I talk to them today, you know what I mean? Oh, like, my yes. Priscilla, I think, is 14, my sister. And, like, if you say something to her, and she'll just be like, so you're pretty insecure about your job, aren't you? And you're just like, whew! That is, that is, that is pretty intense. Like, you know where to stab. <laughs> there are definitely some vicious creatures.
1: Yes looking back, I mean, and I was probably maybe that was just God's way of humbling me or something, but I yeah, I don't think I told many people. I had very close friends that I would tell, and they were the ones that I ended up telling were very sweet and very understanding. Obviously, my best friend knew what it was. And then she had another close that friend. That is so
0: cool. That oh, your best oh, yes. of best of friends. <laughs> knew exactly what it was, because yeah. her dad had the crinkle crinkle they all yes, called it the crinkle, crinkle <laughs> because it 's my dad 's crinkle crinkle because he had the bag um in the thing, so i I just think that's such yeah. a good um, they can 't comment on shorts on YouTube. No, no they can.
1: can. Oh they can. They can. I don't know that I they can see them. On I don't think I can
0: see them on a laptop. So that second phone. Fo- guys, we ordered another phone to help us with the podcasting yes, this is be and awesome. the video. So <laughs> so we can have it. Right now we're filming on my phone and we're recording on Kaya's mm-hmm. phone so we have nothing to actually um view certain things. Um Brandon said they have a second surgery um going on on Tuesday. So we'll be we'll be praying for you and good luck, Brandon. Uh with you and your family. Yes. Hopefully everything goes well. Um, go ahead and tell us which hospital it is, you know what I mean? So we can direct our attention towards a specific thing. Um, we worked with a surgeon. Uh, we went to a hospital when we were pregnant with Hermione hospital in Colorado Springs, and they didn't really know what to do. Um, our main attachment was our main resource. There was a hospitalist and she didn't seem to know exactly what we were doing. So we ended up going all the way up to Denver, and then the next day, because you had a blockage for two weeks, yes. they recommended emergency surgery. Yes. So Vogel, Dr. Vogel, right? Yes. His team of surgeons and him personally was who did the surgery with you. Yeah. Um, what was it like to finally talk to someone that knew what they were talking about? but Like a real solid six foot four professional yes. surgeon <laughs> that knew what he was doing.
1: It was like a sigh of relief. Yeah. Almost as if it was honestly just the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. There was no light in that first hospital. Turns out they didn't even actually have a GI team. So I don't exactly know why they didn't tell us that for 10 full days. Yeah. But the next hospital, yes. When they came in there and they didn't say you can live without a large intestine. Like that is one of the most like discouraging things to hear from a doctor is when they say I don't think you can live without that. It's like, um, yes you can. So that was uh that was amazing to meet Dr. Vogel and the fact that he actually had a plan, I hate the unknown, but he had a plan and was seemed very confident with it. So, going ahead into the surgery was Terrifying, but at least I had confidence that this guy yeah. actually had an idea and had yep. a plan. Yep,
0: yep. So. That's exactly right. Okay. I think when it comes to recovery, Jessica is asking you on YouTube about her recovery. Okay. And she, they're a little bit older. Um, and I think something that I found super interesting, I would say the recovery was almost like 20% physical and 80% emotional. Oh yes. You were stuck with this thing now, and it felt like you were almost inadequate as a human. Like now you mm-hmm. don't function correctly, especially because it's your dream to have lots of kids. Yeah, right? our dream. That's why when we got married, mm-hmm. we agreed upon this before we got. I didn't lock her into this yeah. deal. And then, <laughs> I if you guys a ton don't, if you guys don't know, I'm from a family of sixteen kids, so I have fifteen siblings, and she's from a family of ten kids, so she has nine siblings. So anyway, we love yes. kids. We love our two kids who are sleeping right now and hopefully remain so until the podcast is finished. <laughs> um, so we'll talk – the emotional recovery, mm-hmm. it's got to be – that's way more. I can, we can do push-ups, right? You can do sit-ups. You can do – you know, walk up and down the stairs. Yes. Recovering emotionally is yep. a different story, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So what, what did you do to stay – you did – a little bit of therapy after you had Hermione. It was, a, it was supposed I to be did. a po- postpartum therapy, but it, you know, you ended up being like, you know, mm-hmm. she a- talked a lot about the ostomy. So, I mean, talk to that a little bit about the emotional recovery.
1: Yes, emotional recovery is just as important as physical, maybe even more so, um, because in order to get up and start working out, you have to be mentally prepared for what that's going to be. It was. It was awful, and I think it went on for a year and a half of just like, am I always going to be broken? Am I always going to just drag myself to do things? Um, honestly, wearing clothes, it's like such like a, it feels so, um, such like a small thing, but... It was hard to look into my closet and see all the outfits that I wore before having an ostomy that I couldn't. And so I actually did just tell this one girl. She said, what do you do about um, styling or like what you wear? And I said, go into your closet and just get rid of all the cra- Like all the stuff that you wore before that you know you can't fit into. Yep. Stop looking at it. Stop seeing all the like, cans and start looking all the cans. Um, so I would say recovery it was extra hard because postpartum hormones are like out of the wazoo. They're like wacko everywhere. And um, and then, yeah, so I'm just trying to take care of my newborn baby, nurse. I'm weighing, what, 90 pounds? 85 pounds? Um,
0: you weighed 90 pounds? Yes. I think 92 was the lowest you got.
1: Okay. And I'm
0: really good at remembering <laughs> you, yes, numbers. You numbers. So <laughs> I think 92 is the lowest you got. And your standard now is. One fifteen to one twenty, so, yeah. Um, and so very light. And one thing I remember personally was you walking up the stairs would wind you immediately. And this is after two yes. months in the hospital. Yeah. So this is after two months of absolutely doing mm-hmm. nothing. So um, you would get winded after going up the stairs. So that's yes. definitely something I remembered. And then, what was your first workout? Was walking up and
1: down the stairs. Was walking up and down yep. the stairs, and Micah said. Let's just try to find goals. And so I would say in recovery, just pick a goal. Do not make it like out of this world because then you will disappoint yourself. But my goal, because I couldn't do the first thing, was walking up the stairs by myself. And then after that, once I got that, it was walking up the stairs while holding Hermione. Um, Because that's a little extra weight all in the front. I mean, I had like an incision this way and that way. So I would say set goals for yourself and truly, yeah, work as hard as you can to meet those. And then mentally, I would say therapy is huge. The one therapist I did see, she was great. However, I don't really think she understood like the whole ostomy side of the whole postpartum, but it was great to just kind of get everything out there. I think I'm getting better at saying things out loud now. Um, but recovery physically um also was just awful i I went home thinking that I knew what I was doing with the ostomy like appliances, yeah, yeah. and I didn't because I had a totally different stoma, so yep. um get someone that's really nice and handy <laughs> and yeah. handy and doesn't think it's gross, so he helped me um change the appliance multiple times because he was way better at like doing it super fast. yeah, and, like, I worked with and making the seal was, just yeah. perfect yeah. um. Yeah.
0: So, um, anyway, so I mean, kind of as a closer, um, so many of these people that are kind of commenting on YouTube is talking about how kind of hits you out of left field over and over again in your life. But I don't think the ostomy community should feel alone in that regard. Mm mm. I mean, depression hits people out of left field in midlife. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, insecurities hits out of left field. You know what I mean? That disconnection you have with your mom or your dad or the, these things hit throughout left field. And I think one of the things we try to live by that's a little bit more on the serious note is life is lived between tragedies.
1: Yes. You
0: know what I mean? If you have goals, which you should... If you have things to get done, which you should. If you have kids to raise, which you should. Yes. You have to do them between tragedies. Oh, yes. There is tragedy going to happen. You're going mm-hmm. to get in a car wreck. You're going to... These things are going to happen. And so what do you do? You build up your businesses. You build up your life. You build up your confidence. You do those things between those tragedies. Yes. Because if you're looking for a life without tragedy, I'm sorry, but you're looking for something that doesn't exist.
1: You exactly. know what I mean? So stay yeah.
0: upbeat. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, just be surrounded by loved ones. But, but try to be... Your identity is not in the fact that you have this condition.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You do other things. You know what I mean? Yes. You're an amazing oh, mom. Yes. You're an amazing wife. You're an amazing supporter of me. And I have a totally different a thing problem. going on that you, this community <laughs> has no idea. You know what I mean? So yes. you do other, other things. You know what I mean? So if you guys have an ostomy, yeah. there's still a life to be lived. You know what I mean? There so is. absolutely go out there and live it. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for making it through the 25 minute video and the 25 minute podcast. Yes, Please tune in again. We love answering questions. Ask us lots and lots of questions. We love answering um um, it, it will use your first name, probably won't use your last cause a lot of it's personal and stuff like that, but yeah. please, um, tune in. We're going to try and do most of these on live, um, on TikTok and on Facebook so that yes. you guys can see us doing this stuff live. And then hopefully you guys can ask us a little bit more of the personal questions live. If you want us to answer a very, very personal question, send a direct message to Kaya. Yes. Um, we'd be, we, you can ask us absolutely anything. We love answering questions. So please don't, don't feel free. So.
1: Yes, I see all the DMs, so keep sending them and I will get to them. That's why we started the podcast, to answer all your questions. I am active on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook now. Yep. So if you have a question, you can go ahead and just comment on any of those platforms. And who knows? Maybe your answer will get questioned. Maybe my or your question will be answered. Maybe it won't be directly from you, but a lot of people are wondering wondering the same thing. So if you think that your question is like random or weird, it's probably not. And a lot of people are probably wondering as well. So thanks for tuning in and we hope you join in next time on the Kaiju podcast.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, guys.